We're here again in this Culture of Life Ministries clinic, and we have Dr. Robinson. Welcome back, Dr. Robinson. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. I enjoyed so much the last chat that we had. It's so beautiful to know uh, the services that the clinic offers and the mission of this clinic, not to provide contraceptives. That is very true. And, uh, you know, I think it goes back to the fact that contraception, yes, there are medicines and there's acts of contraception, but it's really a, a way of thinking and it's a, it's a lifestyle, I think. And it's something that many have thought about and prayed about, including leaders of the church and medical professionals, and have come to the conclusion that it is opposed to the life of faith. How can we understand that? Because what is something that is opposing our faith? You know, in, in looking back at my early medical education, I, I didn't understand as much as I did now about faith. You know, all of our faith, we're on a faith journey here. In fact, uh, faith is not something we can conjure up on our own. Um, the, the church teaches us that faith is a gift that we have, and this can grow if we allow and put the right soil and conditions in our hearts and in our lives. Um, one of the issues that it, it hurts our faith sometimes is is our uh, our yearning to do things on our own mm-hmm. and to uh, obey ourselves versus God. And in those cases, we 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 lose our faith, or our faith does not become strong and. And there's this idea that we can't be stable. There's not such thing as a steady faith in the sense that it's never growing or uh, becoming less. Uh, it, it will either get weaker and colder or it will get stronger and hotter. And with contraception, uh, the reasoning behind the whole idea of, of contraception is, is I, I want something and therefore, I'm going to make sure I don't have a baby and I don't conceive because I want freedom to do what I want to do, whatever that is. And um, why is it important that we understand also uh, the effects that, especially hormonal contraception, has in the body of a woman? I mean, because who started, what started at all? It was a pill, isn't it? Yes, it was, uh, I think, in the 1960s, is that correct, that uh, the first pill became available. And really what it is, is it's a large dose of of hormones, either a combination of estrogen and progesterone or or progesterone or it's uh, synthetic uh, hormonal steroids that, that it's original intent is to prevent ovulation so that the woman does not have an an, uh, an open viable egg to get uh, uh to have a sperm and and become a baby mm-hmm. um they later found that there were other effects that came of the pill um the more that uh, scientists started looking at the cervix they realized that the cervix was more of an, an indicator as to the fertility of a woman uh, with its mucus. 
And of course, if you, by changing the hormonal concentrations in a woman's body, you change the mucus. And if you're on an overdose of hormones, which the pill is, a lot of times the mucus is going to be thick and not allow sperm to go in. And then they found that there are women that that does not happen with, and there are women that ovulate with the contraceptives. And they found that the third thing, that uh, main thing that happens in the woman's body uh, that the contraceptives will work is kind of like the third backup plan, so to speak, is the, the lining of the, the womb where the baby is supposed to implant that gives it all of its rich nutrients so it can grow, remains thin so it doesn't, or it prevents the, the, the baby, the young baby, from implanting. And in that case, the technical term would be an abortion. Mm -hmm. So a contraceptive can be an abortifacient. And there are many folks who later on, after learning that fact, in fact, doctors who would say, I'm pro-contraceptive, but not with the pill because I found out it causes an abortion. Mm -hmm. So there are many that would say, I'm not, uh, you know, I'm okay with contraceptives. That's just a lifestyle type of choice that couples can make or women can make, but I'm okay, but I'm not okay with abortion. Mm -hmm. So once they learned that, they said, we never really can know. So uh, that's a little bit about the pill. So because of the change of hormones, only synthetic hormones that a woman is ingesting is using her body. For example, with the pill, changes. It's trying to stop ovulation from happening and also thinning the lining of the uterus. Yes. So occasionally, maybe the woman will not win, right? When mm-hmm. she will ovulate. And yes. The will make it and the follow-up in tubes and conceived. Yes. God's plan of creation for for fertility is just amazing, and even the best, uh, most effective contraceptive that a man could make, there's always a chance, and there's always some woman out there that has become pregnant from using that. And they will never know. It's just that the baby won't survive because the lining of the uterus is kept hostile thing, right? Exactly. We have the nutrients to support life. Exactly. So, um, the side effects that a woman can have consuming this enormous amounts of hormones or lower amounts of hormones because they have different kinds of pills on the market, but it's still they can affect the health of a woman, isn't it? In other ways. Yes. There are medical uh, side effects. Uh, you know, any time the, there's a large amount of hormone or excess of hormones, you you can get. Uh, uh, blood clots, so uh, deep venous thromboses uh, that can happen in the legs or other parts of the body, and you can have strokes. Uh, I have taken care of a young woman who was on a contraceptive and just happened chance uh, she had a stroke and she could only communicate by blinking her eyes. And she was in her 30s and confined to a bed in a nursing home. Um, not intended, of course, and the doctor who prescribed it was not treating a medical disease. Uh, it was a social issue of her wanting to do what she wanted to with her own body, and it just happened to 
to happen that way. The, um, hormones can also potentiate cancer. Um, it's rare, and all these things usually don't happen to all women who take it, but the risk is there. Uh, liver cancer, there's certain liver tumors that can form, and one of my colleagues, he had the, the uh, misfortune of prescribing a, a contraceptive just in a normal daily practice of a woman who later had a cancerous tumor and had to fight that. Um, so you, you have all sorts of different side effects. You have emotional side effects, too. In fact, there's some research out there showing that um, just by taking the pill um, or thinking you're taking the pill, it can cause all sorts of um, side effects such as depression and headaches and fatigue. Um, in fact, those that were taking the placebo on, in some studies felt the same way. Wow. You know, and uh, I talked to a lot of women uh, that have been on the pill. They have told me, yes, it was since I started on the pill, on the shot, on the dipoprogrel, and other kind of hormonal contraceptive, things change in my body. So the women know. But many also say, no, I don't have any side effects. I'm fine. Everything is perfect. Is it possible that maybe right now a woman that is on the pill or on some kind of hormonal contraception is not having side effects, but is there a potential, I know, damage or change in the body that can happen? Can something else happen? You know, uh, it, one of the things they found with studies of the cervix that uh, these hormones tend to age the cervix. And so women, it's, it's known in the medical community now that many women that have been on the on contraceptives for years, sort of waiting till the right time to get pregnant and not wanting to get rid of a, the potential for a good career um, or not feeling ready, their family's not ready yet, finally get off of it. And then they have infertility issues because the cervix is not working the way it did when it was younger has aged by the effect of the hormones and then combining the age when they're ready is usually after 30s yes and natural fertility even without using contraceptives diminishes after 35 isn't it yes if they're looking forward to have a baby later while using contraceptives they're not preserving the fertility is being damaged yes and in the spiritual realm i i also like to bring it up that your marriage and your relationship with God also is affected. And that's, that's something, that's why our faith is so important. If you look at the trends, um, they are completely the opposite of what people had desired by making the contraceptives. They had predicted that women would become more free uh, they would families would become more engaged with one another. You'd have healthy families, and the opposites happened. The divorce rate went up along almost along the line, the curve that the the, the availability of contraceptives went up. Mm -hmm. um, and, and you have sexual promiscuity. Um, you even have increase in abortion rates, which. They said would it, it's reasonable to believe that if you have contraception, you wouldn't have abortion, but that's not that's not taken that's not happened. The opposite has happened. I think it has given some kind of a 
it's been keeping a woman kind of like oppressed in a way and fearful I think of, of the natural way the body works yes there's more uh, you know mood disorders it seems and difficulties with uh, marriage uh, that's become the, the focus of a lot of uh, churches trying to help the families because there's a crisis in the family nowadays uh, there's fewer and fewer people wanting to get married and it's just one of those uh, one of those things that it, it seems to defy reason of course there's always explanations but in the end it was what Pope Paul VI had predicted when he put out his uh, his Humanae Vitae, which is, I think, over 50 years ago. Yes, 1968. So we, uh, we now are in the midst of this crisis. And I, here at Culture of Life Ministries, we're hoping to serve our Lord as a beacon and as a way of saying this is not the the way, this is not the appropriate way, this is not the healthy way to approach the family and to approach this desire to keep, uh, to have a good family, to have a good marriage, to to have a good relationship if you're not married with someone of the opposite sex. Mm-hmm. You know, so, um, I would like for you to talk to us about the IUD. The IUD is usually a metallic object, looks like a T usually, the letter, capital letter T, Mm -hmm. that's inserted into the womb. And its main purpose is to prevent implantation of that newly formed baby. They told us in medical school the, the story was they had put rocks in the womb of camels if they didn't want the camel to become pregnant because if the camel was pregnant, you couldn't take the camel on long journeys. And somehow they figured it out that, um, you know, that this having an object in the womb would do that. Now there's some that are lined with hormones to, to try to help that as well because even the IUD is, you can be pregnant. Uh, there are uh, pregnancies where the IUD was part of a baby's head. It just kind of molded in. And in fact, there was one story where a baby came out holding the IUD. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah, so, but the, the IUD, um, depending on your definitions, I, I look at it as an abortifacient. It, it causes abortions. It doesn't usually prevent con- uh, conception. The conception's already occurred. It's it's aborting the baby. And you know, when I ask women, women or women have told me, um, well, the IUD, the reason for an IUD, the function is to prevent the male cells from reaching out the egg. That's what they know, they've been told. Well, that's not what is understood in the medical the medical literature and the way it works. Because uh, I think what we need to understand is that ovulation happens, so the egg is released into a fallopian tube, and conception happens in this particular short period of time. The egg is advancing; it's going to be fertilized. I mean, it's take a few days to implant in the in the in the womb. Mm-hmm. But if the IUD is there, it's not going to be able to, isn't it? That's right. 
But some of them make it, like these babies that the pregnancy continues. So how many more times for these babies that are born, even with the IUD, how many more babies have we lost? Is that an estimation? How many babies, a woman that is using the IUD, let's say, for five years? I just, I just tremble with, with sadness and concern. Yes. How many lives maybe are lost and, and this woman now knew? And it's maybe a good idea we don't know how many lives... Uh, the the sadness that it is it, one of those things that we may know when we get to heaven and see God's heart for that uh, you know I I loved I think it was Mother Teresa that said you know having too many babies in the world is like saying there are too many flowers and it's I our perspective is needs to radically change I think on the whole in our culture we need to view life as something that to be celebrated always and everywhere and uh, we need to give thanks and I think uh, you know uh, usually we uh, as a community we persons we go to the doctor and, and sometimes we don't question anything especially with regards to contraceptives it's like okay I can use this I can use that and that's it I mean there is an informant uh, a package of information that 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 comes with all of the medications that we take and also with contraceptives, but sometimes we don't read them. That's and right. You read carefully there. It's going to tell you what might happen to you. Very true. And if you meet people that have had these effects, it, I think it makes it becomes more real mm-hmm. to people. You know, recently, this last couple of weeks, uh, with some of my clients uh, with the natural family planning uh they have called me and actually have seen a couple of them because women start having issues with excessive bleeding or irregularities in their menstrual cycles and the doctors have had prescribed as a medication for these women the IUD. Hmm. So the ladies that have been my clients in the past, I mean, they learn, they know what is the function of uh, the menstrual cycle, what is what happens and everything. So they uh, come and consult with us. Why is the doctor want to give me this? To stop excessive bleeding because the IUD is also going to be these, the side effects of either the progestine or all of the components of the IUD will thin, will have an effect on the, on the lining of the uterus and, and the lining of the uterus is going to be uh, thin out, you know? Why do doctors uh, prescribe the IUD for these women that are having, for example, excessive bleeding during the menstrual cycles? What would be a reason that the doctors will prescribe it to help them with that bleeding? Or irregular bleeding, so heavy bleedings for certain days during the month? You know, I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not able to read their hearts and their minds on that. That's not, that's not an area of specialty that I have in terms of prescribing it that's not what i do i yeah. we i take them out there are some that, that have coatings on them and hormones that will start to if it's if it's an excess of, of a certain hormone like estrogen mm-hmm. it it may counterbalance that or, or it may just shut the women's or the woman's cycle off completely to where there, this this balance of you know changing in progesterone and estrogen, which is normal, just gets overridden 
by this IUD with with the chemicals or or the hormones that are implanted on it. Um, obviously, I don't think that's the best way to to, to put to treat something. The better the better way would be to find out what is causing the abnormal menses yes. and to appropriately treat that. And then. Since we were yes. We are the needle devices in the womb, the sacred place of life. But one of the the difficulties when we take something that is evil and say that it is good, mm-hmm. it perverts a, a more than what we think. It changes things to where maybe we we become blind. And I think in the area of gynecology, we especially in the U.S., we've become blind a lot in the way we're treating gynecological disease. Mm-hmm. We're we're thinking, we think the contraceptives are so good that we give it for, for almost anything that we don't know the answer to, which is not the way. And, and I think we're behind in learning in the field of gynecology and learning how to treat gynecological disorders of the psych, menstrual cycle and diseases. So true. You know, just yesterday I was talking to a mother at age 12. Her daughter was prescribed the pill without any medical investigations to see why she's having irregularities. 12 years old, hmm. she's prescribed the pill. And the mom says, no, I didn't want to give it to her. However, what I was talking to her about is like, well, your daughter needs a diagnosis. She has to be treated for something that is obviously happening that is affecting her cycles. So my advice to her was like to, to, well, like to a clinic like here. Mm-hmm. It's a pro-life approach and, and medical investigations can be done. To go with her own doctor in, in, and be assertive and tell them, I need a diagnosis for my daughter. Absolutely. That's in every other part of medicine, that's what you would do. It would be malpractice even to do the other and just prescribe some sort of treatment to, to brush over it or put a Band-Aid on it to, or to make it look like it's not there anymore. Is a doctor prescribing this is like it's fine. But many know that no, you know, we need to be um, assertive and, and uh, try to find a diagnosis. You know, when they say the IUD, that's fine. You use it, and then you removed, and you'll get pregnant. Well, and I'll tell you what. I see, since we also help couples conceive when they can't. I've seen so many ladies that they have been using the IUD for years. Hmm. And I see the ones, of course, the ones that come to see me is because they can't get pregnant. So through the Venus ovulation method, they're charting, and we can see that they're having the signs of fertility and ovulation, but very scant bleeding during the period. Interesting. And they're not getting pregnant. So I have never read a study about, you know, really the side effects long-term about after the woman is using an IUD and, and the, relate to, the relation to infertility. But what the chart is telling me is like estrogen levels seems to be fine. I mean, um, I'm just um, remembering a couple of cases that according to the Venus method, it shows uh, normal output of the estrogen because we have the signs of, of estrogen in the body. And what it will be a normal luteal phase, but scant bleeding. Hmm. And that is suggesting to me that the lining of the unit was damaged 
Involvulation is happening in hadamia because it is essential for fertility to help the male cells to swim up and fertilize. It makes sense. The baby won't have where to implant. The rich environment that is the womb in preparation for implantation is obviously not there. Wow. Well, there's just so much more that we probably do not know about these chemicals and these things that we're putting into our body. And of course, this is something that I personally, of course, I have, this is something that I think is suggesting. I'm not saying that this is what's happening. You know, sometimes women come and say, I remember particularly this lady in the city, you know how the IUD works? She says, I don't want you to tell me. I think I know what I have done. Hmm. Yes, it's it's better off not to go there. And I think that's some sound advice that a lot of times we don't want to to take from God, from our parents, from those who love us the most. So, you know, I think um, the well woman can be empowered is by knowing her body, knowing signs of fertility. Give of fertility that is there, and if in the future they, uh, it is in their uh, future to become mothers one day. I mean, not every woman is going to be having a family, getting married, having a family, having babies. But I think it's a way of caring for for the gift of my heart. Yes. Away from contraception. Exactly. We have to understand our identity and, and who God made us to be. And when we find that and we we truly bask in that and we we start to live that under obedience of, of his calling, we find our freedom there. And it's a, it's an amazing freedom. You know, many women, you know, in the older days, you would see many more nuns maybe around than, than are now. But they were also mothers. They, they may not have had physical offspring, mm-hmm. but they were spiritual mothers. And, and that's one of the, the gifts that any woman can have, regardless of whether she has fertility or not. But we have that instilling us. I remember when I was in college, and we are in campus, my husband and I, and, and the health center, they're always in campuses throwing out contraceptives to everybody. So I remember this uh, wonderful person, a nurse, very well-intended to, with her intentions to us. It's like, you're so young. Here you go. This is all the packages of contraceptives. Mm. They gave us so many. I was like, really? How do you use this? Okay. Like this, like this, like this. But my husband and I will be like, well, isn't it the natural occurrence just to your marriage you want to have babies? Yes. Yeah, but what are you going to do? Run in school. Very well-intended people, you know, but I remember that I was remembering this the other day. I tried it for three days. I was so ill. Hmm. I called her and she says, no, take it, take it. Keep on taking it. Your body's going to get used to it. (laughs) But, you know, my husband and I, we knew inside of us, especially me, we didn't have an idea that what is called natural family planning existed. We never knew. But something inside of me is telling me there has to be something. There has to be something. 
And uh, a person that lives in, you know, there's a, a big trend right now in women that they do everything healthy, they exercise, they eat organic food, but many of them are tossing hormones in their bodies. Yes. The delicate hormonal balance that a woman has or her fertility will be disrupted in damage in a way that, I mean, I just couldn't imagine then and not even now, much less, that I was going to be taking all these powerful hormones, putting them in my body that are literally making me sick. And they say, well, hormonal contraceptives have changed. There's brands and there's different levels of, of hormones. So they will accommodate to your body. But still, it's changing it. And it's fighting with the nature within us. So why to settle for that? Yes, exactly. The, the trends are not necessarily reversing because the hormones are getting better or more palatable. I think, um, if anything, if we were to change the trends to healthier families, stronger marriages, and uh, more of a, a freedom and less depression, more joy in what we do, it will be going back to the way our Lord intended for us to live. And that is with embracing conception, with his appropriate uh, and God-given plan. Thank you so much for your words, Dr. Robinson. And I just want to invite everybody to find out where you can learn, where you can really discover and already discover the wonderful gift of womanhood that is within us. Yes. Thank you so much, Dr. Robinson. It's, it's been a pleasure. Enjoy it.